Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. Jeff Johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me, Samantha. How you doing, Sam? There is a tiny little bug in my room flying around and I've been trying to get it since we recorded the previous episode and I have not got it. Is so that why you your tongue, me, is that why your tongue keeps sticking up, flopping out that, of your yeah, mouth? That, that's when you keep seeing that, that really long, uh-huh. yeah, it's just flying out. That's what that is. I'm trying to catch it. Uh, it hasn't worked. I'm getting pretty hungry. It yeah. was very distracting. Um, I hope you. I hope you get it. Um, I so, even so I got a hypothetical to for you. We'll get to that in a minute. Right. Um, oh, you, 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 you messaged. Uh, you, you had some. You had some. Some trademark anecdotes. Um, what, what's been going on? <laughs> got any? Got any stories to tell? What's happening? Uh, I did have an anecdote. Uh, I have several, but the the one that's because it happened again today, and it it just delights me every time. Um, I am with a class of two and three-year-olds so two years old turning three years old somewhere in there so some of them are already three some of them are turning three some of them are uh, very young twos and have a buddy who is getting extremely proficient with using the toilet so proud of him doing great and often like Tasha's is still holding out hope for me <laughs> often like many three-year-olds struggles to pull the underwear and the pants back up sure it's like do you grip them both at the same time they have to go around your butt like this is so hard so off almost every time he uses the toilet and flushes the toilet he will then shuffle out of the bathroom to me and look and say help and i will say i'm happy to help you yeah sure and help him pull up his pants and then we'll wash hands and the other day this happens he shuffles out and he goes are you happy to help me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I am always happy to help you. You are so right. So now for other things, he will just ask, Sam, are you happy to help me with snacks? <laughs> Sam, are you are you happy to help me get my lunch? I am so happy to do that. Thank you. Uh, and that was just a delightful little reminder that the way we talk to and about children really impacts them. And it just, yeah, it just it made my day. Yeah, yeah, uh, that sounds that sounds wonderful, and um, it'll be something great to remind him of when you're invited to his high school graduation. Can't wait. Um, it'll, remember it'll be... just waddle around. Yeah, yeah and, we... like, Sometimes he'll do it for a long, like he'll come out and just stand there, and like, "Hey, bud, did you need did you need anything?" And he's just watching, looking around, <laughs> seeing what's going on, or like. <laughs> if he comes in when the rest of us are on the playgrounds and like someone's setting up, you know, the rest mats or something and he doesn't say it, he will just stand there pants at his ankles watching. 
don't say anything. Just wait. Like, okay. No worries, dude. We're here for you. <laughs> you can you can get away with that when you're three. Yes, when you're um, three. Totally at fine. what age? At what age? <laughs> Can can you not get away with that anymore? Three, okay, cool. Uh, four, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like once you hit first grade, the expectation is like you uh-huh. can handle all of your clothing on your own unless there's like some other kind of like motor issue, planning issue, etc. in place um, that would prevent you from yeah. being able to leave the bathroom fully clothed. Yeah. Uh, 27 is way too old yeah to, i feel like that, that down and yeah, in most cases be, by the time you're 30 at the very mm-hmm. latest you should know <laughs> how to do this so you've got a you've got a month left so uh, I got exactly a month hopefully you'll get it together um so that hypothetical i teased last time we were together sam yeah. would you rather would you wait. rather can't wait have your tongue replaced with fingers which would have taste buds, by the way, or <laughs> or your fingers replaced with tongues. Um, do my finger tongues, not my tongue finger, my finger tongues, mm-hmm. my now ten finger tongues. Do they salivate? Um, yes, they're self lubricating. Great. Uh, in that case, I would rather have one finger tongue because I do not want things to get slimy. No, no, you get multiple finger tongues. You have at least three, you have three to four fingers. You, you would replace your tongue with three or four fingers, not just one finger. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. That I okay. can do. I'm saying I don't want 10 tongues when I'm trying to read a book and it's oozing okay. onto the pages of this Kurt Vonnegut. Well, okay. Now, I don't think it would be sloppy moist. I think it would just be enough moisture so your taste buds and your finger and your finger and your finger tongues would work i don't want to taste that there's so much stuff i do not want to taste can you imagine having to do diaper changes like this is or this pull the up that little guy's pull live? up that little guy's pants yeah Jesus yeah Christ. yeah oh my um, god or just like all of a sudden like you open the door to your house you're like oh why does this taste horrid oh my god what's happening you're trying to go to sleep and all you can taste is the sheets and the pillow you're trying to shampoo your hair but you can't spit it out because it's just on you. So like, you just have to live with this flavor. No. no. Okay. Okay. But, but after look, I'll, I'll grant that the first week or two might be, be horrible, might be new sensory experiences for you. On the other hand, over time, Excuse you, you on just, the other hand, kinda, tongue. You, <laughs> you would, you would just get used to it. Right. I mean, I guess, and I guess if you're not swallowing it, like if it's just taste buds, that's not being absorbed into your body in any meaningful sense, right? You're just kind of licking shit, possibly literally. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some absorption, but like, I don't know, man, I'd rather have just, do I get to pick which fingers? Do I get like a thumb? And a pinky and a middle if, finger. So if you like... want a mouth thumb, you can totally have a mouth thumb. <laughs> um, no, no, you do have fingernails on on your on your mouth fingers. Oh my god, which... that would be so convenient for like 
trying to get things out of my teeth. Yeah, you could you could mm-hmm. pick you could pick your teeth on both sides of your mouth at the yeah. same time. I think that would be. I think tr- the 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 uncomfortable, the queasy making part of that for me would be trimming your your mouth fingernails. Um, yeah, that's fine. You just kind of yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, it's this. Yeah, and then it's like it's like flossing. You know, yeah. like it's always gonna be gross. Uh, yeah, and then if you decide yawn. you're gonna paint your nails, that would be. <gasps> oh kinda... my gosh, I could get acrylics on my my finger tongue. Yeah, <laughs> so finger tongues are clearly the way to go as opposed to tongue fingers. Um, people that are saying tongue fingers, I need to talk to you. I need to. Whoa, we need to evangelize. Well, this is weird. So that's, so that's far, too much. so far, uh, that is the way most people are going. Tasha refused to play. She thought it was was just too gross. No, I um, mean, okay, Tom, I get it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, I can, that's honestly a fair and balanced assessment. Yeah, I can. I mean, yeah, I can. I can. I can. I can respect that. So, I want to talk a little bit about about the idea of first principles. Um, cool. These are these are these kind of core beliefs. Um, the the simplest definition I found was from James Clear. He wrote the the uh, book. Uh, what is it? Atomic Habits. If you're looking at uh, building um, new habits, that's a good book to to read. Um, and he says a first principle is a basic assumption that cannot be deduced any further. And I thought it might be fun to put together okay. a list of first principles about play and or early learning. Um, and I posted, I did a post over at play, myplayhaven.com cool. about this uh, a while back. And, and I, I threw a couple out and there were one or two submitted by other people. And, but I thought we could play with some. So I'm going to throw one at you and then you throw Let's any other you have. Um, so first principle, children are wired from birth to learn through self-directed play and exploration. Yeah. So can you can you boil can you boil that down any? No, I can't think of a simpler way to phrase that where wherein you still get the same meaning from it, right? Yeah, that's that seems that seems like the heart of the thing. Yeah, and so that's the the heart of the thing. That's the that's a good definition too. I think that's what that's what we're looking for here. And I think um, so so that's a good first example. And I think the the importance of these is. You, you need some sort of foundation for what you're doing in your classroom mm-hmm. and coming up with a list of your, your first principles, the, the core of the thing for what you're doing is, is probably a good idea. And in this, this big review of program handbooks, I've been, I've been struggling through. This isn't something I see outlined in these documents. And so I think it's kind of important to think about this and then put that out there into the world for your program. So, so the people in the program, um, staff and parents know where you're coming from. And, and so this is kind of, this is kind of like a philosophy, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the, the crossover there is, but um, you got any more you want to throw out? I've got a list of four, seven or eight here. My my only like, I would say my my concern not concern my worry is that if I like keep distilling something to be like smaller and simpler it could mm-hmm. also be easily twisted, you know, into away from the heart of the thing, because like do less is sort of on my list of play principles in that 
I, the teacher, do not need to have control of every single situation or even have an idea of where it might end up or especially need to corral it into a certain way of existing being, etc. Um, but I feel like if I just tell people, like, do less, they might interpret that as, great, just sit and be on your phone, which is very different. So I'm like, how do I phrase that? Well, yeah, um, and that that's the, 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 the way you phrase it is probably, I mean, that's the important part, right? So um, what one I've got here is humans desire power, control, and autonomy. Um, and that kind of gets at what you're talking about, because it's if we know humans desire power, control, and autonomy, that means we can trust them to to do mm -hmm. their own doing to some extent. I would, I might even replace desire though, because de desires can be denied, right? Um, so maybe like, chill, like people need, possibly. Uh, but and see, I, I thought about that, but I, I, I picked desire because exactly because they can be denied. And oh, they're denied. Okay. And they're saying. denied, and they're denied all the time. Yeah. Um, the 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 power seeking and autonomy seeking of toddlers, for example, are denied all of the time by adults. Consistently denied. And so you can you we we desire them. We don't always have them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I but but yeah, I could I could quibble about that that and and replace that word with something else. And see, I that, think, that's okay. An, oh, go ahead. I think there's there's like two strands is where is how like my brain is dividing this into two columns, right? Like play principles as sort of a philosophical idea, and then play principles as more more or less rules that can be like followed and enacted, mm -hmm. right? Like if the if the philosophical principle is that people desire power and autonomy then the practical principle that needs to be applied is that they need to be given power and autonomy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And see what, what I think grows from having, having your first principles um, delineated um, policies and procedures should grow from, from those. Yes. Absolutely. And so if, if we know humans desire power, control, and autonomy, the, the step, the next step is to create an environment where they have power and control right. and autonomy is to then like write how in really big letters and start brainstorming from there yeah because like, because how when it comes is that to... how is that given how is that denied what are we seeing in terms of like patterns of behavior yeah because because way too often programs just have policies and procedures that are put together haphazardly Yes. And if they're gonna if they're gonna be anchored to a specific mission statement, having having something like a, a list of first principles is a is a good jumping off point for that. And that's also an incredible way to be able to reflect back on it and look at it and see if these policies are serving you. Like if all of a sudden something is breaking down with your outside time, go back to what is the reasoning why we do outside time like this. Um, you know, why, why do we have this schedule? And then if what was described isn't matching up with the reality of your center right now, then things need to change. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you, it's a it's a way to prevent uh, programmatic drift too, because if yes. you've got a, a core a core list of ten or twelve or twenty first principles, and you find you're not they're they're not showing up in your daily practice, then you've know you've you've drifted. Yes. So another one I'll throw at you: humans are social creatures. Indeed, emphasis on creature. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, we can't break that down any further. We we are we humans are are social animals. Um, how about this one? Humans have okay. biological needs that must be met for optimal learning and play to take place. That's a little bit wordy. Hmm. I I absolutely don't disagree. I just I think yeah no I don't think you can I don't think you can break that I. I don't think you can break that down further. No. Like thinking yeah. on it. I was like, well, would you want to change optimal to any? Like, can any learning truly take place when I have to pee or when I'm hungry or when I'm stressed? So uh, humans have and, biological and, needs that must be met for learning and play to take place? Yeah. I would, I would even take out optimal. I'd make that edit. Um, another one I've got here is Learning takes repetition of experiences over time. That's one that uh, Laura, I think, shared on Playhaven. Somebody shared it over there. Learning takes repetition of experiences over time. We yeah, got to do I things over and over again. I think that's perfectly worded, yeah. Um, we've got brains um, are input dependent. Ooh. I'm not a neuroscientist. It'd be cool if I was. Can you imagine the clout I would have? Yeah. Um, if I was able to come on this podcast as a neuroscientist. Like this feels right to me, right? Like neurons need to be stimulated in order to fire. That's kind of how they work. I'm poking my head now, listeners, um, as if that's stimulating the neurons. So yes, I think that is probably the best way to phrase that yeah because the the only way our brains get information is through our through our eight sensory right. systems and i also like that it's input dependent because that could mean ten thousand things and that like i i think that that's great um and this is the last one i've got so far is humans are made to move yeah i would say that and I think part of that, like what would immediately jumps out to me is that that's, it might sound like it's not an inclusive statement at first, right? Mm -hmm. But it really is because we're saying humans are made to move. That means we need to bring everyone along with us. That means if we have a child with mobility differences, we bring them along with us and we make their accessibility everyone's point of entry. You know, they're not the afterthought. They are here to do these things, regardless of how their body might look and perform. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, that could, that, I mean, and, and on the face of it, it could look exclusionary. But right. like you said, if you, if you dig into it, it's, it's not. Um, so are there, that, I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, that's seven. Any more that we can come up with? I mean, look, um, on, a, on, a, on a good podcast, I would have shared this with you ahead of time. 
<laughs> and 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 we we could have we could have we could have brainstormed it that way. But right. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, isn't, we this didn't think isn't one of, here. This isn't this isn't a good podcast. This is the child care we bar and grill. Longest running and most prolific. At no yeah. point did we say best. At no. no point did we even say decent. We yeah. just said it was one of them. Yeah, it's just been around <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> it just um, you just can't stop this train. <laughs> um I was I was thinking like I'm tr- I can't think I can't quite figure out how to word it yet in my head. Um but this idea that um like control is uh, control is learned behavior right there are lots of kids that pick up on on um you know controlling their voice like the level of their voice very quickly um mm-hmm. and there are some children that are screaming all day um and they are screaming because they do not yet have learned control over how loud they are or how to get someone's attention or how to sit during or or like all of this um, so to assume that your three-year-olds are coming into your classroom with control to be able to walk in a line, keep their hands to themselves, sit in the circle and listen to a story, whatever, 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 uh, is insane because it's a learned behavior. And again, like the, the previous principal said, it's learned over repeated experiences through time that do not always look the same for everyone. Some people pick it up very quickly. Some people are still working to pick it up and they're in their 30s. So it's different for everyone. So can I phrase it as self-control is learned behavior? Yes. Because yeah. control, if it's just control, then it sounds like like control of other people. But that's, I mean, yes. that's also a that learned behavior. Con- yeah, that is also a learned behavior. But that's that's not what we're talking about here is so self-control. No, I'm thinking I'm I'm definitely thinking more self-control. Um okay. that idea that it's 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 a learned behavior. Like we call it self-control, and I think there's this expectation that it's like this innate thing that we all can do and choose not to. And no. Or that's just not something what that, that just is. that just the switch just gets flipped one day. Right. And then you all have of a sudden it. they're like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna push him anymore. So self-control or self-regulation? What would you define as the difference between self-control and self-regulation? I'm not sure I I would. Right. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I don't know if they're I don't know if they're meaningfully different enough okay. to, in in layperson's terms that it okay. particularly matters. Um right. I think I honestly think self-regulation sort of came into the scene as a term because self-control got very negative like it sounded too negative like oh johnny's struggling with johnny's out of control right sounds way more negative than we're working on johnny's self-regulation i i self-regulation sounds more pretentious self-control has fewer syllables we'll stick with (laughs) self-control um how about how about learning is in the process I think that also kind of link. Well, I think you can just put them near. You can put that near uh, repeated experiences. Yeah, right? like repeated experiences to me signals process. Um, like it sounds or, like a process to me. Or, I'm reading some notes I took several years ago to see what else might be in here. 
or 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 learning is in the doing. I like that. Learning is in the doing. Cause I think that that also that makes it very clear that the process of sitting down to talk about apples is very different than the doing of having an apple in my hand and yeah. biting it or chucking it against a wall or dipping it in paint. Yeah. Well, this doesn't make good podcast if we just sit here and think. <laughs> um <laughs> tell me wow uh, look at you having access to notes that you made years ago <laughs> i know uh, honestly so the other day i had a meeting like uh, i was chatting i was just basically like casual chatting about curriculum stuff and i was trying to think through something and couldn't quite remember what i wanted um and so i looked up stuff i did like oh boy 2017 that i didn't realize i still had on my computer like, hey, that's really good. Good, I wrote that very well. You cited that source impeccably. That was <laughs> lovely the way you wrote that, and I'm very proud of you, previous Sam. Uh, good job on your work, and keep it up. Maybe I don't know, write more because what the hell are you doing right now? <laughs> um, you know, just. That's yeah, a, I can't possibly talk to myself without a dig. Do you um, do you call yourself Sam when you talk to yourself? Uh, almost exclusively. Exclusively, yeah, I refer to like uh, kind of like Elmo. Um, I think I think about I think about myself, but like I switch. Usually, when I think about myself, I think self, um, mm -hmm. as if like my my consciousness is a different but similar part of me. Um, sometimes it's Sam and sometimes it's Samantha, depending on like who we need to be. Like, is this a formal moment that we need to if have? If you're, um, if you're in trouble, if you're in trouble with yourself, you, you yeah, go with Samantha. Like, Samantha. You ever, th you hell? ever throw your middle name in there? Just if you, uh, if no, no, oh. that we couldn't do. That's too much. That's reserved for my mother own father only. Um, <laughs> curriculum is negotiated between teachers and children. What a lovely, what a lovely thing I wrote down. Uh, I wrote the page number, but not whatever book that's from. So that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> um, I really wonder what book that's from. Well, I just oh, wanted exclusion to exclusion as a way to express the desire to remain in control. That's a good one. Who what? Exclusion as a way to express the desire to remain in control. This, these were these were some notes I did about like children excluding each other. Yeah, and how we feel about that. Which I'm glad I took because we're seeing some of that with my three-year-olds right now. So that's good. I always like Ooh. being excluded. This is a good one. Uh, it's not beauty to abruptly halt the growth of a young mind and to overlay it with the frame of an imposed culture. That's a, that's good a lot one. of words. That's a lot. That's basically a lot of words to say leave kids alone. <laughs> <laughs> First Which principle, is, leave kids alone. Leave, leave kids alone a little bit. Like, you don't chill honestly do less again do less well i'm gonna i'm gonna add this uh uh this list of nine we've got here to the to the playhaven site anybody anybody thinking about first principles if they come up with things that we haven't haven't got on this list i'd love to see them over there it's myplayhaven.com you just register you click it's it's like facebook with all all the 
all the assholes in advertising. Um, that's uh, that's the way we. And and again, these these first principles can kind of they can kind of be the core of your of your philosophy, I guess, yeah. and they can be used as a jumping off point for building building policy and procedures and practices in your classroom. But it it really helps, you know, if you if you come up with a with your your mission or goal for your program, and then you come up with the first principles that you're you're relying on to make that that goal or vision a reality um you're kind of you're kind of moving in a systemic kind of direct fashion which is kind it of kind of helpful yeah and it provides you with a really concrete foundation of intention right yeah. like we do this because we believe that because we know this thing to be true so we will act in accordance with that thing yeah like yeah. that and then if people have questions about it you're like well we do this because we believe this and then as you get new information or as you know things happen and like stuff slips right you know we we make a policy and then we we're not enforcing it or we're not doing it in the way we thought we would then we go back and we say hey is the problem the policy or is the problem what we believe nine times out of ten it's probably going to be like what you believe is still incredibly true and accurate it's maybe the way that you're implementing that has to shift because of whatever is going on in your actual human life that's not just typed on google docs yeah yeah and i think for each one of these um any industrious nerd could go and find <laughs> could find um could find could, could find research and documentation to support each one of these if you i would absolutely love to do that if anyone <laughs> needs a buddy my rates very low <laughs> but I mean that 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 shows hey this here's here's where this comes from and uh and and that adds the another layer of support when you have to have to uh explain yourself to to somebody else so yeah, before, absolutely before we wrap up I got a I saw a thing I talked to uh to Stephanie an episode a while ago about this but I I still it's still in my head um do the do the short version I saw a dude pedaling along uh, the sidewalk along the beach gets off his bike cool. okay. takes his bike by the seat stem now look sam you're a you're a known bike user so yes. uh um okay. you seat you stem, should have you I, I expect you to have thoughts on this instead okay. of instead of grabbing the the bike by the the handlebars or the front of the bike and walking forward with the front of the bike forward so he can kind of control the movement of yes. the bike as people do he grabs the bike by the seat stem walks with the back tire forward um lifted up out of the sand and then the front end of the bike is behind him flopping back the front tire is flopping back and forth because he's holding onto the seat stem he traverses 30 40 yards of sand um frustrated with the bike the whole time and then and then stop can you see any reason for him to do this insane thing The reason I could see him doing this insane thing is because he, like me, is not a visual thinker uh, and didn't consider how this would go and only thought, yes, I don't have to have two wheels in the sand, which might bog it down and make it go slow to push it. I can just have one wheel in the sand and lift one up. Now, why he wouldn't have thought to lift the back wheel 
and still maintain a hand on the handlebar to push it does elude me. Um, why, why wouldn't he walk with the bike facing forward and if he wanted to do that, just lift the front tire while he's holding onto the handlebar stem and uh, and then the, the back tire would be in the sand. And, and And if he's the human who's ever rode a bike before, he knows when humans get off bikes and walk bikes, they hold the bike by the front of the bike by the handlebar stem. So I think what you have deduced properly is that this was three lizards in a trench coat trying well, to use a bike. I I mean, I, I was thinking alien, but but yeah, um this this can't this could not have been a human being, right? He looked very human. There was no trench coat. Um, he didn't seem incredibly convincing these days. So. Uh, if, if, I mean, yeah, he he didn't seem he didn't seem to be inebriated or stoned or out. I mean, I, I look, I kept an eye on him. He he went and he sat at the beach and he wasn't like talking to himself and and there weren't. Did you did you see him leave? How did he leave? No, I I had to be someplace. I I, I wanted to look. I wanted to plop down if and start taking notes. Anyone has. CCTV footage of this beach. Yeah, or or if anybody's seen any similar thing, I've never seen a human walk a bike that way. Three, three, yeah, no, very, three very... Three-year-olds three who are walking, pushing along their bike with the training wheels on it. Yeah. Um, do it Do it forward. I don't want to say the right way. Maybe, look, maybe this guy's on to something. Maybe this is the right way where he grew up. Uh -huh. um learning is in a continuous process what did we say oh <laughs> you know, yeah yeah he you know what he only learned through doing so <laughs> and 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 look did did i next time i had my bike out did i try traversing a a patch of ground with the bike backwards and his his fancy newfangled method absolutely um and it's uh bullshit it's not efficient and it's stupid that sucks um it's okay. just that guy mm. dumb yeah well um he's uh to inform you it did not work uh isn't he special um yep uh so there's there's that hey listeners this here this has been the child care bar and grill podcast the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast that uh that thinks the learning is in the doing thanks for listening be back yeah. soon bye-bye Well, there, now we made some episodes and you can go have some dinner. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.